This time on No Not The Mind Probe, episode number 86. And so this is Christmas. Welcome to No Not The Mind Probe. It's very sad. <laughs> Everything's depressing and people are poor. Right? Isn't that? Wasn't yeah, it? But then it goes, War is over mm. if you want it. So it's about, it's like, it's about kids singing about ending war. Didn't this, this was, I think this is the, this is the, Second most depressing, com- like so the the most depressing commercial to get you to give them money was uh, Sarah McLaughlin, you know the the, mm. the puppies, the sad yeah. puppies. And then I think this one was starving kids in Africa or something like that. And I think they used this. Oh, really? Song. Uh, oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, and so I was just there, you know, bro- browsing through the Sears toys catalog, being like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Send them some colored pastels or something their way. <laughs> now back to more presents for me, more Star Wars figures. If that's that's what I did. I had a big cigar and a glass of wine. I was like, more Star Wars figures <laughs> and another brandy, mother. <laughs> well, John, who are you, John Grant? I'm John Grant. Oh, well, first of all, this is a podcast. Oh yeah. Um, if you just tuned in, it is not just a fever dream of our childhood, but mm. it's a podcast where we watch oh. and rank every Doctor, every single. I'm sorry. I'm you know. It's, uh, it's, the script, the plots, all over the place. We watch every single Doctor Who story ever. If they're coupled off as Doctor Who stories, we're going to Yeah, not interested. Uh, and uh, and in, while we're doing that, we know that my name is John Grant, uh, and I am a lifelong Doctor Who fan. I've been watching it for 38 years. And my name is Porter Mason, and John's been asking me to watch Doctor Who for 26 years. A couple of years ago, I said yes. Each episode of this podcast, we look at two stories We'll go through the new series in order. We're we'll closing mm-hmm. out the Matt Smith years. And our Doctor Who sommelier, John, whom you just met, just now, that pairs right here. each Matt Smith story with a classic story. <laughs> and now he'll have to shift. I don't, I don't know what he's going to do now because that's what he's been doing. It's hard. John, uh, what do we have in store for this episode? What's going on? Okay, Anything well, big? Yeah. Well, so we just had the 50th anniversary uh, story. Uh, and you know, and I think Stephen Moffat was like, ah, oh, okay. And I just relax. And they're like, no, we need a Christmas episode. And I was like, oh, and, and Matt Smith has to regenerate. And he's like, oh, oh and you have to wrap up your entire storylines from all the multiple seasons. And he's like, okay. Okay. <laughs> so he tries. Yes. We're, we're, it's the final Matt Smith story, uh, completes the, the, of the doctor, uh, trilogy or quadrilogy. If you count night of the doctor, but we've had name of the doctor day, of the doctor. Now we have the time of the doctor. Uh, and I have paired that with that. And, and as I said, uh, uh, last time the, the link here may not be immediately obvious, but time of the doctor, a lot of continuity brings a lot of threads together and tries to explain things together. I think someone holds together. Uh, contrast that with Attack of the Cybermen, trying to bring a lot of different threads together, uh, and no one knows what the hell is going on. Uh, least of all, the Sixth Doctor uh, and Perry, uh, yes, is in the Attack of the Cybermen. All right, we're going to try to recap these two. Mm-hmm. God, God help us. We're going <laughs> to do our best. Everyone just buckle up. I'm going to have Wikipedia open and Hopefully that helps me. I, I I don't know. But let's first talk about the time of the doctor. As we said, the Christmas special of 2013. So it aired on December 25th. It is the 241st <clears throat> of the currently 300 active official Doctor Who mainline stories. It was uh, one. It was a uh, sixty minutes. It was uh, a little bit longer than yeah, a, a little bit of a bumper story episode. Yeah. And we had Claire. We had Matt Smith and just a tiny bit of Peter Capaldi. Mm-hmm. And just a wee bit of pizza. A wee bit. We have um a clip of that, which mm-hmm. I'm gonna get set up for you here in in a moment. Yeah, it's very exciting. We also have, uh, we have a little a wee bit of Amy. A little bit of Amy uh, coming in. We have the silence. We have uh, so much stuff going on. Let me see if I can get this clip working for Some you now. Daleks, Cybermen. Lot of people in this here you must patch the telephone device back through the console unit no 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 not now remind me later when i don't know just later just pick a time when i don't know just any old time just when you think i've forgotten when 
just pick a random number, express that number as a quantity of minutes, and when that time has elapsed, remind me to patch the telephone back through the console unit. Affirmative. How those cyber evenings must fly. <laughs> Hello, the Todd. Emergency. You're my boyfriend. Ding dong. Okay, brilliant. I may be a bit rusty in some areas, but I will glance at a manual. No, no. You're not actually my boyfriend. Oh, that was quick. It's a roller coaster, this phone call. But I need a boyfriend really quickly. Well, I hope you're nicer to the next one. No, shut up. <laughs> Christmas dinner. Me, cooking. So? So I may have accidentally invented a boyfriend. Yeah, I did that once, and there's no easy way to get rid of an android. No, not an android. A pretend one. An imaginary one. And I said she'd be coming to Christmas dinner. Yeah. Handles, that's a new ship. Okay, we'll take the TARDIS this time. I just need you to come for Christmas dinner. Just do that for me. Just come to Christmas dinner and be my Christmas date. Sorry, missed that last bit. Got a dash. Little, right. little. I wanted. There's a lot of great moments, obviously, in the story, epic moments. But I wanted one last little bit of of Matt Smith, uh, Jenna Coleman banter. Well, they got the banter down. It's a little screwball comedy banter. Because I'd actually say, you know, somewhat of a spoiler to my ranking, but like that's probably my favorite moment of the episode. I like that. Like mm-hmm. I, I actually think the bigger epic moments were a little tougher to to hang together. But this is always great and mm-hmm. done very well and very well written as well as well acted. I mean, you can see that this is where you can see sort of reminded like, oh, this guy wrote coupling and like, yeah, like, this, yeah, he, he can do these little moments in this very, it's a very, that's a very, very, his girl Friday, you know, yes. sort of crackling back and forth. Uh, uh, it's, it's a great set of dialogue. So let's just stop there. Uh, good. Yeah. Scene. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, uh, yeah, you know, going quickly through the plot, which like I said, I, I just felt it was so much, so, somewhat overwrought. Now th- we've had this before where they have these big moments. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the, the day of the doctor, and then you have to have the episode after that. Mm hmm. Now, unfortunately, as you said, the episode after that also has to do all these big things again. It just feels a little bit like, oh, can we just take a breath here? <laughs> Which is why actually why the beginning uh, there was, was nice. But so instead, uh, we don't take a breath. We have about a million alien ships mm-hmm. uh, outside of Trenzalore, which, as we know from two episodes yep, ago. Doctor. Well, and I think we even heard before uh, what we'd heard before, but yes, confirmed in um, two episodes ago, the, the grave of the doctor where he yes, dies. That, that That's where the doctor dies. That's right. And uh, we have all these uh, aliens all around the church of the papal mainframe. Are we familiar with them before this? I don't remember. Not. I'm not sure by that name, but <clears throat> the implication is remember the um, way back in uh, the uh, <clears throat> First uh, season of Matt Smith, where he meets the angels on the spaceship, and they have the military people, but who are all fathers and whatever. I think they it's them, uh, mm. and we see them again in the the a good man goes to war, right? Same kind of thing. So I think yes, it, it's not they, maybe by that name, and they seem to be acting as some sort of a cosmic, not like policemen, but almost like they just anyway. What they've done is they've just put a force field around. There's some sort of signal coming out from the planet, mm-hmm. and it is making all these races from all over the universe come and ready to attack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so they ask the 11th Doctor and Clara to go look to see what's the source of the message. And they do. And they go inside, and it's from a, they go, go to the planet. It's from a human settlement called Christmas. Mm-hmm. Okay. But. Basically, what we find is that the remember the pocket universe we just made already things are going wrong with it. Yeah, yeah. Already things are, you know, we thought we could just you thought see people were coming over for the party and you thought you could just push all Gallifrey into the closet so the living room wouldn't look messy. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. Yeah. And you get a hilarious moment where your father in law opens. Is this where I put my coat? And it's like, no, that's where all Gallifrey falls out. Yeah. Yeah. uh, yeah. Screwball comedy. I'm telling you. So, yeah, there's. There's a crack there where in in a tower in Trenzalore and uh, the Time Wards are uh, trying to get out of the pocket universe. And who wouldn't? I mean, like you, you, you need some space. You want to go for a vacation. And Trenzalore is lovely this time of year. Snowy, but lovely. So here's the stalemate, I guess. I, yeah. I just this was a little confusing to me. The aliens are want to attack. So then the doctor says, I, I if you attack, I'll let the Time Wards out. But. If he abandons Trenzalor, then they'll end. I, 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 so explain this. The, the, the cracks in the universe that uh, Amy, in the beginning, 
have, it's a cracks in the surface of the universe, and it is it is a way that Gallifrey is attempting to get through from their pocket universe. Yes, uh, they want to get home, but they don't know where home is. So they're basically um, the way they can find out uh, is the Doctor because he's doctor, the only one right. left. And so uh, they're basically like Doctor Who, Doctor that is calling out Doctor Who, Doctor Who, which is uh, what I changed the horn on my car to mm-hmm. say. So it's just like Doctor Who, Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Doctor Who. Like, right. Anyway, so if he answers with his name, then they know that's the right universe and they'll return. They'll push through the crack, I guess, uh, and be like, hey, and then everybody's if like... If they do, they'll be destroyed immediately. Well, because everybody's like, if the Time Lords come back, the Time War starts again. It was devastating to the whole universe. We've got to stop the time war. We got to stop that. So the doctor's like, "Well, I don't want, uh, I don't want that to happen. So I'm not necessarily going to say my name." He's like, "But I also don't want these poor people that are just here. You know, they shouldn't have to suffer for this. So I don't want you to destroy the. I guess if you destroyed the planet or or destroy the signal or something like that. Or I guess they're preventing him from saying his name so they don't come back. It's kind of a stalemate, right? They aren't sure what. Yeah. So yeah. right. So he's." kind of put himself in between the but he can't leave either so he has to stay there and so so he just stays there for <laughs> millennia i don't Fighting know hundreds, aliens, hundreds trying to like years, sabotage or trying to get in there and, and destroy it yeah and uh ultimately you know then we just see this happen and then like centuries pass he doesn't he how does he like ditch clara for a while he like sends her off in the tardis yeah, he's like oh quick go back in the tardis you need to, and the tardis is set to automatically take her home and then it sort of brings her back. Oh, and then the 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 priestess brings her back. Yeah. Who I read somewhere, and this it does make sense watching it again the second time. That, that there was some suggestion of like, it seemed like the priestess was supposed to be River Song, but they she just wasn't available. Right. Oh, <laughs> it's kind of like name? yeah, yeah. The character oh. is just sort of this crazy, and so like yeah, so yeah, maybe maybe that was the idea there, but they weren't available. The the, the character of her name is Tasha. Yeah, Tasha Lem. Yeah. Seems to yeah. They seem to act as though there's familiarity there. Yeah. And yeah. but it but it's like, but they're she'd never seen her before. Yeah. Anyway, so what it ends up so eventually the doctor is going to die. And it is mentioned here finally, which we talked about last episode, is that he's saying, This is it. When I die, I die. Yeah. And right? they because, to do... he, because and he mentions it's because now he's the eleventh doctor. Yeah. But he mentions it's because of both the war doctor and that he wasted, not wasted a regeneration. Yeah, remember, so remember when David Tennant, uh, David Tennant started to regenerate at the end of the uh, the the stolen Earth. So uh, and then it's like the big cliffhanger, and we're like, oh, is he going to regenerate? And then he just siphons off the energy into the hand or whatever. Basically, they're sort of retconning that. And right, being like, the that hand. Counted. Yeah, so like right. that counted as one. Like he. Can't so just, they're saying this is the this is it. This is it. Yeah. So eventually, Clara. Once again, saving the doctor and all time wards says yells through the crack. Yeah, yells through them and says like, "Hey, can you give? Can you pass some regeneration energy over this like, way, guys? Guys, he's done a lot. And, feels, uh, like, feels like you're phoning this in. Yeah. And then so, <clears throat> and again, this is in what is like, oh well, this. I mean, I know this is a big episode too, but it's like, and of course, and this, and this never really happens is that he uses the regeneration energy to destroy all Daleks. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well, that was pretty easy then. Like we should have done that, you know, before. But of course, they're never destroyed. They always destroy all the Daleks. That yeah. always happens. You know, just the ones that happen to be around. And I yeah. guess the cracks are closed, so we don't know. This. They can't get back to some. I don't know why that happened. And uh, so the uh, and the time yeah. war. So Galfrey does not return to the universe. Galfrey does not return. No, they basically Clara's like, look, he'll probably work out something later. Could you help him out now? If he die, you know, that's sort of implying, hey, if he dies now, uh, and. Um, Although not sure why Clara say, hey, it's the doctor would have been like, OK, then we're coming in. We'll, we'll fix him, too. But like uh, anyway. yeah. Well, anyway, so but and then uh, but then he does regenerate mm-hmm. and we see Peter Capaldi as uh, as the 12th doctor. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we get a little Amy appearance. Uh, she comes, she pops down. Just yeah. A little say goodbye. Rory, not 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 present. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, this is this is the grand sort of tying up of all the threads. I mean, maybe, maybe the- that's why it felt a little like obligatory of just like, yeah, all the stuff. Sure. Here's all the things. And it just whereas the lot, whereas the previous episode, the day of the doctor felt just like a really well scripted episode that also happened to yeah. tie a bunch of lore together. 
This yeah, just I mean, felt been, like we got to move on here. Do so this. I don't know. Yeah. And yeah. I almost would have rather they just had a nice story about Matt Smith ending and not tied, maybe not tied up some stuff. Because you got to bring it. So you they know. brought in the cracks, Gallifrey. So all the stuff but we that just, just happened. From. I don't know why they needed to tie that up. That like, was my thing. I thought we were going to go for a while without seeing anything about Gallifrey. It was like sort of going to be the <clears throat> long term. Excuse me, that's out there somewhere. But no, uh, the silence. We find out who the silence are, yeah. sort of. That, that the papal mainframe becomes yeah, the church of the silence. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I do like, I do like, she's like, we're now having an unscheduled faith change <laughs> and <laughs> silence. So that, you know, that's a nice little element. It's like, okay, that's what silence will fall means. You can't say his name. So they're preventing him from saying his name. Hence, that's the silence part. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I think he talks about why the tar- the TARDIS exploded. That's what created the cracks, and then now Gallifrey's trying to get through them, and it, it pulls a lot of these elements together. But yeah, in sort of a way of like, okay, wait, what's happening now? You do get a nice little, uh, a little, a last one more acting tour de force from Matt Smith, uh, who gets to play an older doctor and a very old doctor. Yeah. Um, in a not always convincing makeup. It's hard to make old no. age makeup convincing, but I think he's, his performance is very good. Yeah. Yeah. Clara's great as ever. I do. Again, I like, I like the beginning more her sort of and dealing with her family and sort of the, uh, uh, the grandmother, by the way, played by, uh, oh, I don't have the name here, but she played Etta in Vengeance on Varos. Remember the two people that watched the TV uh, were watching and commenting yes. on it? The, the woman, that's her, the grandmother. Oh, wow. Uh, that's Clara, yeah. And, uh, oh, also, uh, a little, since we've mentioned this several times on the podcast, Handles, the Cyberman head, is voiced by, oh, shoot, uh, uh, the guy from uh, What We Do in the Shadows, uh, who plays... Um, I just watched it uh, tonight. Uh, who plays the not Matt Barry, uh, the other main guy? His, his name is like Raven Navon something. Aiden. He plays Nandor. Whoever plays Nandor. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll sort that out. Yeah. We'll uh, anyway, yes, he's the voice of Handles. Oh, Kayvon nice Novak. Kayvon Novak. Yeah. yeah, he's great. Uh, I will say the nice, uh, nice little bit of almost Russell T Davies esque writing is that uh, considering that he's just the head of a Cyberman and he only gets like ten minutes of screen time when he. When he quote dies, it's like a sad little moment. You're like, oh, right. like that's that's pretty well done. Yeah, and then we get the grand uh, appearance of Peter Capaldi, which uh, again, obviously, we were expecting uh, him to show up, uh, and he gets his nice little minute of screen time, which then everybody watches over and over again for six months before waiting for him to appear, trying to <laughs> get everything out of it. Uh, but yeah, it was. I remember being a little underwhelmed by this when it came out too. And again, I can't. I wasn't sure if it's the if it's the, the you know following from the day of the doctor and all the big stuff there, or if it is just sort of a little bit like there was just had to do so much. Yeah, uh, and it was very confusing what was happening. But you know, saved saved ish by the sort of nice. The moments were very nice, right? Even if the whole thing didn't hang together, the the clip we listened to. The two of them, uh, when she's with him uh, and sort of helps him with the, you know, he's too old to pull the cracker and like she's, you know, sort of comforting him. And, uh, and his, I love his uh, his big moment when he is regenerating and he's, uh, you know, uh, mouthing off to the to the Daleks. And he's like, oh, but don't tell me the rules and stuff. That's a great moment. Um, but, yeah, it doesn't quite all hang together. Uh, I just think it's it's trying to do two finales right one on top of another that. Yeah, back to back for now. That's a good you know, point. and maybe that's just the only way it could be. But I feel like I would have rather just had him regenerate in the day of the Doctor, and then have this be the first Peter Capaldi episode. That that I think you know could have worked. But this, it just felt like oh, I'd I'd rather either have a break from that uh, and just have a just kind of a one off weird Christmas episode, or yeah, just like yeah. great, let's move on to Peter Capaldi and see what that's like because that's going to be interesting no matter what and and different. That'll be different yeah, than like everything. So uh, it know. does feel like they were just like you know poor Stephen Moffat is just like half unconscious and they're like pounding him against his keyboard and like come on, <laughs> come on. <laughs> <laughs> Well, why don't we move on to our classic episode? Yeah, let's the... get something lighter, more fun. Uh, yeah. Easier yeah. to understand. Um, oh, boy. Uh, the Attack of the Cybermen. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> That's Season... actually the official title. It's called, Oh, Boy, Attack <laughs> of the Cybermen. That's a lot of people know it as. It is the premiere <clears throat> Uh, story in season 22 well you want to put your best foot forward when you start <laughs> it aired in the new year january 5th through the 12th uh, 1985 just two episodes now, i will say that it's only two episodes two 45 minutes 40 they minutes. are 45 minutes but but at least it's just the two of them and as we mentioned it's the sixth doctor and perry this is uh right before vengeance on varo speaking mm. of speaking mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. and 
we have a little clip here. Oh, it is the 137th story. Yeah. Let me play the clip here. Okay. Contrast some banter. I hope you never do anything more serious. My heart is where my liver should be. Right? At least the TARDIS isn't damaged. Big deal. Be grateful. If it shall have been punctured, you'd find it very difficult to breathe in a vacuum. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Just tell me where we are, if you can. Oh, child of little faith. Do you blame me? What's that? Comet 9, oblique 1, 2, oblique 4, 4. To you, Halley's Comet. It's very pretty, but it still doesn't tell me where we are. In your son's solar system. In the year that you would calculate as... 1985, I was in fact taking you to Earth. Bit of an anticlimax after that journey. I'm grateful, wretch. What do you expect? Applause? A little gratitude wouldn't irretrievably damage my ego. Come off it, Doctor. No one is more surprised than you that we came through it. All right. That's the kind of similar banter. Similar. Just, just... That's why I picked it. It's like the contrast, the lighthearted banter <laughs> of the 11th and Clara and the 6th and Perry. <laughs> it, just, it just jumps off the screen. And I still love, as if my memory serves me, that she's supposed to have a Baltimore accent. Yeah, that... Baltimore. Mm -hmm. Sure. Very. Yeah. Yep, yep. Sure. She's in a, of course, she, I'm sure you enjoy it. She's the whole entire episode. She's wearing a, well, at least the beginning, she's wearing a tight pink leotard yes. uh, through the whole thing. Yes. 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 Okay. So, well. Good luck. Good luck. I wish you luck. <laughs> uh, well, first of all, the doctor's trying to fix that chameleon circuit, that pesky chameleon circuit. Yeah. You can never <laughs> seem to fix that in all the millennia. We cut to, smash cut to mm -hmm. Earth, 1985, where we're going to head there, which coincidentally is the year this episode came out so that's yeah, lucky yeah. that worked you know? out well mm. so uh we end up in london there's like a a gangster um and we we hang out with them for a little there's like a diamond Litton, heist did you recognize plot. him Litton from resurrection oh. of the daleks that's the, the lead so remember oh. resurrection of the daleks the guy who was the robot who was the head of the Dalek security forces or whatever. Oh, yeah. End, yeah, he escapes. Right. yeah. It's Lytton. Yeah. Lytton's there. Okay. Now you're going to appreciate it more. Maybe no, you, you that stop really, and go back and watch it again. really <laughs> helps. Suddenly, they're captured by Cybermen. Mm -hmm. uh, well, he, or he and Perry are. And uh, they get, so they're going to go to Telos. So we get to Telos, uh, but we're in the below ground yep. on the Cybermen on, on Telos. Yeah. <clears throat> And then I guess there's so and you can tell me more with this. So the cryons are actually who live. So the Cybermen run Telos, but the cryons are like, I don't know, they've been sent underground. Sort of, or? Sort of like the Native Americans to us. They're right? the indigenous the, people. The, yeah, the indigenous people. And then we just uh, rolled over them and, and built a whole bunch of stuff. So they're attacked by by a crazy Cyberman. Mm, all right. He's going nutsy. Great. <laughs> and uh <laughs> and then the leader the and, and they also have the leader of the cryons and uh they're trying to the cybermen are trying to use time travel to go back in time and prevent their original world mondas which we mm -hmm. have have they visited they talked about mondas they've been there too i think so we saw i keep if we've watched the 10th planet which is the heart yeah, we have generation. yes we have watched it okay planet. that yeah. was so that supposedly takes place in 1986 oh okay and so yes yeah, so basically so that's why the cyber right. now on earth in 1985 monitoring the situation uh and uh yeah so then it's Okay, they're like we could prevent Mondas from being destroyed. They've got a time machine on tele. Uh, right, so they go there. Okay, so then, the, then we see Litton. They get in touch with the crew of the the time ship who have the Cybermen tried to convert them, and they're kind of yeah. like half Cybermen. I mean, they're yeah. not. They're not Cybermen, but they're anyway, half Cybermen half London cockney street <laughs> thugs <laughs> yeah <clears throat> but then the cybermen well they basically kill all of them yeah everybody <laughs> and, dies and then so then the doctor's trying to escape with what's his name with the with the Litton. well no but he's trying to escape with the the president of the cryons or whatever class <laughs> then they're killed too yeah, I'm not the doctor, but <laughs> and then and then Perry and the doctor are they're back together. We get the TARDIS into the control room now, and uh, now Litton's. I'm sorry. Then and then they're trying to convert Litton to yeah. a Cyberman. Yeah. It's almost there. Uh, and then the Cyber Controller, who's like the 
kind of the head Cyberman. Not yeah. Really, yeah he's the boss. And uh, they they kill him, but they also kill Litton. You know, they kill a lot of people. Really <laughs> sad for we all really care a lot about Litton. Yeah, suddenly they escape. That's it. The bomb they had set up earlier. Oh yeah, bomb goes off. Boom, goes and uh, destroys the cyber tombs. But <laughs> so I guess the Cybermen didn't prevent themselves from being stopped. But nope. they, they, the time machine uh, I think blew up with them. I guess. So probably? then the Cybermen. Oh great, they're not a problem anymore. So that's I great. Guess not so that they still mind us, and yeah, I guess they're still around. But yeah, they don't. They don't change time. Yeah, this no. is. This is a mess. And then the doctor's really upset that he trusted Lytton. No, he misjudged him. He's like, oh, I didn't know that Lytton was a good guy. And she's like, oh, like Perry's like, it turned out he was well, a good he guy. Did, he he didn't trust him, I should say. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I didn't trust him. Oh, no. Yeah. This is by, um, well, it's interesting itself. It's accredited to Paula Moore. And uh, after broadcast, she was stripped of her UK citizenship uh, and banished. It's that. It's one of the. No one seems to know who Paula Moore is. Uh, Eric Sayward claims uh, she was uh, his girlfriend. So maybe simple moderate amount of nepotism here in the in the writing. But a lot of people say she's never been credited with anything else. So there's a lot of speculation is that Eric Sayward wrote this himself, but couldn't take credit for it because he was a scripted and he can only commission himself for so many things or whatever. There's also a lot of speculation that this was co-written by Eric Sayward and Ian Levine. Ian Levine was a mega Who fan. He was a big Doctor mm. Who fan uh, who uh, uh, was basically an unofficial advisor to the production office during the 80s because he knew okay. all the continuity. And so he could sort of say, hey, he's a, um, a controversial figure in Doctor Who fandom still around. Uh, I think he was a DJ at some point. Anyway, I don't know. But, uh, um, uh, but he also uh, is responsible for uh, rescuing a number of episodes that would have been destroyed. Uh, like he was sort of the one pushing the archives to find them. And, and so he saved um, a number of episodes. So good, good for him. But yes, so, so clearly trying to tie together a bunch of continuity. Um, we mentioned Tomb of the Cybermen. I think the invasion, uh, which you haven't seen yet. Um, uh, obviously the 10th planet. Uh, a lot of stories that no one had seen in 30 years, 20 years. <laughs> and so, you know, it wasn't necessarily going to hang together for them. <clears throat> Has a huge guest cast. Uh, let's see. So Faith Brown who's a famous sort of comedian impressionist. She played Flast, the uh, the cryon. You know, they were like, hey, we got this very recognizable character. And here we put her in a big plastic mask and no one can see her face. <laughs> you have... Uh, you have Terry Malloy, so the guy Russell, I think it was the uh, the undercover cop at the beginning. Remember him? Who was going to? That's yeah. Davros. That is uh, the actor oh. who played Davros. Um, uh, out beyond the mask, the bald guy, who was the other th- uh, guy who pairs up with them to rob with Litton to rob to steal the time machine. That's uh, Brian Glover, uh, and he's sort of a, a well-loved uh, British actor, character actor who'd been in a bunch of stuff. My favorite bit of casting is the inexplicable choice to cast Michael Kilgariff uh, as the cyber controller. Now, Michael Kilgariff is a very large gentleman. He played the robot, actually, in, in Robot, the Tom Baker story. But he was also the cyber controller in Tomb of the Cybermen. Uh, and so they were like, oh, we'll get the same cyber controller back. But unfortunately, Michael Kagarev had gained a significant amount of weight. Sure. And so the cyber controller is very pudgy, <laughs> like noticeably large, uh, which is sort of it's like, oh, the cyber controller gained weight. And so, yes, unnecessary to have him uh, at least in the costume. Maybe they could use the voice if they wanted to. But uh, um, there you go. <coughs> so you do have the TARDIS return. Uh, the TARDIS chameleon circus fix. This was a publicity stunt. John Nathan Turner was uh, put it about in the press or whatever that he was going to. Uh, they were going to, you know, maybe the, the, the police box was consigned to history that they were going to finally fix the chameleon circuit and there would be no more police. Oh, box. really? Yeah. And so it was it generated a bunch of buzz in the papers and people like, oh no, you can't, blah, blah. And then so they this the scenes of the TARDIS changing were um we're playing with that a little bit. And yeah, and then you have of course the six Doctor Perry relationship, which is not going well. <laughs> they had we haven't watched the twin dilemma yet where it's even worse. He tries to strangle her at one point. And mm, uh, yes, they still have that prickly back and forth with each other, which is does not work. Uh, it's just, just kind of like you guys should really just break up. Uh, and then, of course, also um, um, the one uh, last note, the, the um, this was the season that Doctor Who got uh, where, where they really needed to decide they need to retool Doctor Who because it was getting too violent. Uh, and you have the very graphic scene where uh, Litton's hands are mangled by the Cybermen and like there's blood and it's like, oh, yeah, it's a very un- it's a very unpleasant. A lot of dying. A lot. of Yeah, dying. The, it was. I can't imagine 
like watching this as a kid or it just seemed like a real tonal shift and then also the yeah i just i mean i'll never really understand the sixth doctor i i I don't know what they were doing like i don't know what they were trying to do and again yeah maybe the guy maybe the actor is just you know he's trying to act whatever is written for him but it's just like the scripts are bizarre like i don't know what his character is you've got i mean i think someone likable the way they write him yeah i mean you've you've got we've talked about this before but i think you've got eric sayward the script editor who just i I think does not seem to believe the doctor can be a pacifist like it just doesn't it just thinks it sort of has a cynical view the universe is a cynical place and people die and all this kind of terrible stuff and just kind of own and like and like this is you know it's controversial but the the ending is the doctor just rolling around on the floor with a gun shooting cybermen and it's just kind of and there's several points where he's carrying a gun and doing it's stuff like a cop like, show yeah it's like this isn't this isn't really the doctor you know at least come up with some clever way to wire something together, <laughs> something like that so yeah it's just a it's a mess it's a real and to think this is the season premiere right so we've had peter davison's regenerated uh and we have uh they did do at least this one they did do one episode one full episode with the new doctor before the season ended the last season ended. uh so the audience has at least gotten to see the new doctor but this is like yeah the big beginning the big opening so of this the is season. his second episode ever yeah, this is the second episode ever wow yeah yeah that's that's yeah. rough yeah this is the theme. This is the theme, my friend. This is the theme. Mm. The very theme, my friend. Very funereal. That's yeah. a little doors, uh, doors yeah. action coming at you. Yeah, it's going to slow. This is the end for Matt Smith, John. And mm-hmm. this is not the end of the theme section. This is the beginning of the theme section. Mm-hmm. Because we mm-hmm. are adherents of the repeating themes here at No Not the Mind Probe. We like to talk about ideas that are threaded throughout Doctor Who, through time and space, through our very civilization, or at least through our lives. Mm-hmm. And the latter of which being the most important of, of, of all of this. What themes did you want to cover with this week's episodes? Well, let's take a let's take this one. It's not really more a theme so much as a uh, let's talk about Matt Smith. I mean, this is our, yeah. our farewell to good old Matt Smith. The series wrap for Matt Smith, everybody. Yeah, good job, Matt Smith, everybody. Um, uh, and you know, obviously, we can hold him up to the paragon of the best Doctor, the Sixth Doctor, and be like, all right, how does he stack up? <laughs> That's right. That's right. And really, all together. really, we would say the the fifth and a half Doctor Perry. I mean, like, yeah, really, right, we, like, we, I mean, she. Compare her to a lot of people don't realize Matt Smith was also supposedly doing a Baltimore accent. Uh, did not <laughs> did not come off as well. I think Perry does it better. I'm going to be honest. I think if you had to compare <laughs> the two, I would take Perry. Yeah, no. What's what's the what's the what's the take on Matt Smith? I mean, I think we we've 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 been watching a lot of him, uh, obviously, and so going in order. And we've had a few. Um, you know, I think we've we we're, we're excited for a new doctor, but I think we've right. talked about in a, a couple episodes past too of like maybe that we're actually underappreciating. I mean, we've been saying since the beginning, he, any the Matt Smith is just so good that even a mediocre episode, yeah. you're just kind of like, yeah. But I think it's almost like I, I do think having watched through these uh, again, I'm like, oh, you know, I think I probably underappreciate just how much he is doing in his performance, and he didn't really take time to find his footing. It was yeah. like from the beginning he came into this fully formed maybe aided by Stephen Mottman I don't know much about the how much he was sort of coached into the performance or role or whatever but like he just came out swinging from the very beginning and it wasn't like oh it really developed into something interesting over time like the thing he started out at like, has been the thing he's been for three or four years I guess it was what, three yeah, or four years three, yeah. three three now yeah and just it's just <clears throat> been great and consistent right from the beginning it has explored it in u- cool and unique ways but it's it's I, I don't mean he's not developing it like he's being stagnant it's just, it was just great right from the beginning and it's reflected in um you know our rankings we both have him ranked extremely high yours mine as like well the the favorite of all of them yours is almost the favorite of them i know we haven't ranked all the mm-hmm. the classic uh doctor's stories but still did, were you surprised how much in revisiting matt smith how much um you know you really liked a lot of these episodes um yeah i was there were a few that i'd sort of started forgotten about or something i was like oh yeah these are these are really good uh but yeah i think it's just watching his performance of like his um his physicality is amazing like the way he moves his body and like it just sort of uh um especially there's, there's sequences where he's sort of like the way he's moving is it's almost like 
you can tell that he's his brain is moving faster. Like yeah. the character's brain is moving faster than his body, and like there's almost a disconnect between her doing it. And I think that that's an amazingly clever performance. Right? Yeah, like he'll, he'll he, do something with his hand and then look at it like, wait, what just happened? And then like, and like it's really brilliant. And he's sort of yeah, he does a really good job at appearing almost clumsy but very in control of all his movements at the same time there's a lot of like spins and little twirls and like the way he just moves around a room and he'll sort of take in every aspect of the scenery and the props and just like yeah well what's so interesting is that the as we discussed the david Tennant stories started to get really bogged down with the uh relationship stuff with the companions and then it's like cool let's bring a younger also attractive doctor and yeah. then but then they really steered clear of it he 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 successfully though very handsome guy and we <clears throat> heard at the beginning of this episode in his clip like they would have little like jokes about flirting and stuff like that but he i think they very successfully made him very have a very asexual relationship with his companions and that was great when i think they i think david I think Tennant, they played it as a like geek chic, right? Like he's he's geeky, but he's cool and he's smooth and kind of, you know, and he, the day the doctor really plays this up, right? His sort of, um, you know, the way he, he's flirting with the queen and flirting with Clara and like they make him. And then I think Matt Smith, if you had to summarize what the character was, it's like it's like somebody's geeky younger brother, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's right. like a geeky 12 year old younger brother or something like that. And so that. Yeah, he's a handsome guy and uh, and 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 stuff like that, and and he can you know he flirts a little bit or something, but you're just kind of like, oh, he's too he's too weirdly dorky <laughs> to be like, a, yeah. and it works, right? And I think that and also yes, he's they, not they, he's not hung up on him. He's not like, oh, if only Amy. He's right. to your point. He's almost like that awkward fifteen year old of like, no, I don't even know what to do. No, no, no. Like, exactly. I'm not interested. Like, not you know. And I think and that I mean that has to be. So I I know and we'll see now with. I think Moffat's intent was to basically not Peter Capaldi specifically, but an older actor. Right, He wanted to go from tenant to somebody older and um, then saw Matt Smith uh, in an audition and was kind of like, oh, all right. Yeah, he's he's pretty amazing, actually. And I think he, I'm, you know, he he discounts it. I have a suspicion that also the BBC was like, no, no, yeah, we like, girls, young, they like the young guy. <laughs> yeah, let's go for that. And he's like, John Pertwee, huh? <laughs> Not that John Pertwee is a handsome man, but anyway, yeah. So I think I think he wasn't expecting so, but he had to be like, okay, I'm gonna have to differentiate this character from Tennant. He can't be just another, you know. Otherwise, it's just a stay. You know, and we talked about in our last episode, see last mind probe episode. The secret to the longevity is the characters change and the format sort of changes and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I think they, you know, he had to do something different with Smith um, and he just got a performer who could who could really um, who just kind of you always watch him. He's always pay attention to him on the screen and he just nails the performance. So I so I think that so Matt Smith, I have all positive vibes and a plus marks for in terms of that role. I do think the 11th Doctor as the character maybe was a little like just kind of lost in the wind um, where don't really know what the point of it all was. And as we've discussed in several episodes, including the last one, there would be kind of big declarations about like, this is what I'm all about. And then it would just sort of fade away very quickly. (laughs) Whereas I do feel like the ninth doctor and the 10th doctor, they had like things to their plot lines. Like the ninth doctor was clearly like dealing with the, the i keep saying it but like ptsd he clearly had just like he was trying to get through what had just happened in the time war and i think the 10th doctor yeah i mean kind of like (laughs) sort of i would say like there was a lot of what rose and to a lesser extent martha and then backing into rose was representing to me was this longing for kind of wanting a normal life like wanting to kind of be and that 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 felt like this through line of his whole character. And I just don't know what it was for the 11 doctor. Amy and Rory kind of became the through line. Yeah, that's true. And then, which, and which was great. But then like when that kind of, when that ended, even when it ended well before Amy and Rory left, <laughs> the show just felt a little adrift in terms of season long arcs again, which isn't, that's not Matt Smith. He was, as we've discussed, like, that's what was so amazing is that there were even moments in here where, like, arc-wise, you felt a little like, I'm not sure where we're going, but the episodes would just be still be great because yeah. he's so good. Like, That's a good point, uh, because we're going to see, I think, Peter Capaldi's character, the Doctor, um, 
definitely, I mean, the first season in particular has a very strong, you know, am I, as you'll see the arc, it's, am I a good, am I a good person? Oh, interesting question of that. And then I think, yeah, you're right. Smith doesn't really have, it's more about the companions. And I don't know if, if, if maybe Moffat was trying to address it. So, you know, the, 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 uh, day of the doctor, they have the exchange where it's like the, and I think it's Billy Piper's character who says, it, you know, the one who, the one who grieves or something, Matt, David Tennant is the one who remembers all the lives lost and counts them or whatever. And then Matt Smith is the one who forgets. It's like, if maybe there was like, a, he's almost yeah. deliberately being like, I'm just this quirky, fun, like, da, 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 nothing to yeah. see here. Let's move along. Yeah. And so maybe that's, that's the trauma or dealing with the trauma. But yeah, you're right. There isn't, a, there isn't a huge arc for him, specifically for him that isn't, influenced or isn't isn't really about the people that are around him but yeah he pulls it off just by being being matt smith all righty we're we going talk to talk about colin baker so colin baker uh i'm sorry i'm so sorry john we just don't have time we just do not have time matt damoning you're like sorry matt damon sorry colin baker we just don't have time <laughs> in the after show we can we can discuss perry but <laughs> there are 300 official Doctor Who television stories. We've ranked 170 of them. This number just keeps astounding me every time. Hmm? We're really moving along. Hmm? It's really going to crush me when I, I start having to say there's 305 stories. There's 300. Hmm. You know, it's not going to rack up that quickly. I, at the rate they're going, we're going to have like <laughs> 10 more stories by the next millennia. So yeah, we got some time, but got some time. we got spin off media and. That's right. That's right. So if you want, we could start counting big finish ones. It could be like there are two thousand and eighty stories. <laughs> that might be too depressing. So I'm going to start my ranking first. I'll start with the time of the doctor, and I'll, I'm going to check when, uh, while you rank. But I think it might be one of my lowest, if not my lowest ranked. Oh, right. Matt Smith. I'm not sure about that, but anyway, I ranked it out of a hundred seventy-two. Mm-hmm. They ranked at 106. Oh, all right. Wait a minute. I just really found this kind of a slog. I, there were certain points in this where I was just like, what? What's going on? Like, or can we move along? What's happening? Like, why? And and like, again, we were just set up the stalemate with this great dramatic talk of like, eh, the only thing we can do is just stay here. And, and I don't know. It just really, really drug on for me. So I have it down below. Uh, I have it around Terror of the Autons, uh, above the Sea Devils, um, below Colony in Space, below the Wheel in Space, below. So pretty far down for me. Again, I'll take a look to see if that's the lowest one. And then Attack of the Cybermen. Yeah, this I, I went down toward the basement on this one and I decided to put I have a couple of them higher. I don't know if that's just because I saw them early on. and They're almost like in my own limited mm-hmm. three year nostalgia. There's some other ones that are nostalgic to me. Like I put it I put Vengeance on Varos. Uh, which follows right after this mm-hmm. and Megalos right above this because I just kind of remember them as being like hilariously terrible when the yeah. first it's like it's not this wasn't funny to me anymore that it was terrible <clears throat> no there's nothing but, funny in but I don't have it down like in the very very bottom I have it above time lash and uh stone's blood so I have it number 160 but, uh, but it's, pretty it's not in it's not in a neighborhood you'd feel comfortable hanging out in like, you'd be <laughs> no. rushing you'd be you'd, you'd have your hand on your wallet and you'd be heading for your car with your keys that's out right in this, in that's this neighborhood. definitely yeah. true I, I, yeah, we're, we're close to agreeing here. I, I give time of the doctor a little more time. Uh, huh? uh, no. I don't really know why I've stopped trying to come up with reasons for this ranking. It's just uh, Matt no. Smith. It's just Matt Smith. <laughs> I, I, this time watching it through. Well, so I, it's, I remember, I, you know, I remember docking at points. I feel like, or I remember as I saw it being disappointed when I first saw it and then being like, well, wait, am I just the high of day of the doctor like it may it's, this may just not be fair and uh i've watched it a few times since and it's grown on me and uh, we'll get to the poll in a second it's going uh, it's gone up a little bit for other people too i think i like the clara matt smith banter uh i like the regeneration i thought that you know the sequence of that is pretty cool i like peter capaldi's little uh, brief moment i thought that was very funny uh good opening for a doctor and i give moffat credit i think for tying up or attempting to tie up as many. And this is when I watched it this time, I was like, all right, I'm going to really pay attention to the plot here. Uh, what are the outstanding elements uh, of, of the series? And does he wrap them up? And I think he, he does a decent job of pulling things together to the point where it seems like, all right, he had a plan here. Maybe I, I do agree. Thinking about it, I was like, yeah, maybe like at the end of last season, some of those episodes that seemed to be just running in place and we weren't getting any real advancement, maybe that would have been a time to pepper in a little bit more <laughs> to yeah. resolve a few of these things. So I've got it at number 49. I've got it below Urshock, just above Cold War, Terror of the Autons, Tomb of the Cybermen. Uh, it's, yes, yeah, solid, but not 
Not my favorite. Yeah, and Attack of the Cybermen. I wait. Just keep scrolling. Scroll, scroll, scroll. It's way down at the bottom for me. Uh, it's just another another six doctor abortion. Uh, <laughs> it just doesn't. It's a, a mess. It's a continuity mess. It's. It's got the Cybermen. It's got lots of Cybermen in it. If you like Cybermen, that's that's cool. But uh, it's just a whole lot of violence and people die. I mean, you know, they've got that that whole subplot of the the you know half converted Cybermen and Litten and teaming up to steal the time machine. And it's like, I mean, we've been following them for the whole two episodes, and then they almost get to the time machine, and the door just opens, and someone shoots them, and then it's just like, yeah. oh. That was. I'm glad we invested in that. Like it was. <laughs> it's just like. So I've got it at number one sixty. Uh, sixty four. Uh, below yeah. time flight, which is always fun. Just above celestial toy maker. Fear her. Uh, the hungry earth, cold blood, which I just don't like because it's nice to children. A time of the Ronnie, <laughs> the edge of destruction. Yeah, it's down. It's uh, it's 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 got a little bit of a little slickness for the Cybermen, but yeah, just another disappointing six doctor uh, adventure. And it's just, and I, again, I blame it's in my Eric Sayward um, disappointment. <laughs> Let's just look here. So time of the doctor. And this is again, in the big doctor who magazine uh, poll that they're doing for the 60th anniversary. They got time of the doctor ranked uh, at number 14 uh, out of 39 uh, stories. That's fairly high. That's higher than I think we have. Him. Yeah, it's uh, uh, it's moved up a little bit. I think it's, uh, it was 16 the last time they did this. Uh, it's around, uh, it's below the snowmen uh, and below name of the doctor, above Angel Sig Manhattan, and a good man goes to war. And so, you know, sitting upper upper third, uh, and Attack of the Cybermen, well, there's only eight Six Doctor stories, uh, it's number six. Uh, so it's towards the bottom two, uh, just above Time Lash. Uh, we haven't seen the Twin Dilemma yet. But uh, yeah, not 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 a favorite amongst uh, amongst the fans. Well, uh, we can kind of do our wrap on Matt Smith rankings. First of all, I was way off. Personally, I uh, forgot uh, The Curse of the Black Spot, okay. uh, A Town Called Mercy. I ranked several things lower than, okay. than this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the... We have 40 Matt Smith stories and um, or 39, rather. I'm sorry. And we have Time of the Doctor ranked 27th of uh, 39 Mm -hmm. up at the top as as the top of it all. We have Day of the Doctor, the 11th hour. And then our top five Matt Smith stories are Day of the Doctor, 11th hour, A Christmas Carol, Time of Angels, Flesh and Stone, and the Pandorica opens the Big Bang. And then we have a bunch of others real high. Our bottom of the barrel ones were the Hungry Earth, Cold Blood, as you mentioned. You ranked very low. I didn't rank yeah. it as low as you, but since you ranked it almost at the yeah. bottom, and then the Curse of the Black Spot, Town Called Mercy, the Wedding of River Song, and a Good Man Goes to War. Actually, at the bottom of uh, yeah, of I'm ours. trying to think of a common thread here on these, but it's kind of all over the the map. Uh, no. But I mean, again, map. overall, he has the highest of um, yeah of all of our rankings, which I mentioned, and we can you know now compare. Well, obviously the eighth doctor, uh, but also the the ninth, tenth, and eleventh. We can compare them versus one another. And what what shows up is that you have the ninth and tenth almost the same. You have actually you have the ninth doctor stories ranked a little bit uh, better, and th- that's probably because there's there's fewer of them, Just you know. Season, but yeah. but at any rate, but then you have the eleventh <clears throat> doctor significantly lower, and then I have them. I have them progressively going up. So this might be just, I like Dr. Who more and more because mm. I, I have the nine doctor stories ranked around the nineties, the 10th doctor ranked around the seventies and then the 11th doctor average mm-hmm. rank around sixty. So mm-hmm. that's, that's my card. So we'll see if that continues with Peter Capaldi and, uh, and, uh, the 13th doctor, you know, or, or, or am I going to just be like, no, Matt Smith was one. I really think I just loved the whole Amy Rory, Matt Smith one. I had so many high around there that I think that's going to be tough to, to beat, but yeah, that first, uh, and a lot of people do regard that first Matt Smith season is regarded yeah. as one of the greats. Like I just think that a really solid was. classic season. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, look, you can see all our rankings and uh, and it's a cool little chart. I update it. You can you can sort it by my rankings, by John's. You can sort it by everybody's. Porter revealed that this is his the only time he can actually enjoy doing math and programming is to is to these charts. So please validate for Porter. Uh, This is it. This is that's right. Otherwise, his life is empty except for the daughter's. I use a WordPress <laughs> plugin called TablePress. I love table tab, tabular data, and this gives me an opportunity to play around with it. It's very exciting. 
If you want to know how I export this from Google Sheets and upload them into Table Press, drop me a line at porter at mindprobe.show. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, we can have it a public conversation because I think a lot of people would like be interested in that. We could maybe do a, an episode just all about tabular data. If you have a podcast uh, about podcasting and or data anal- analytics, mm-hmm. um, reach mm-hmm. out. I think Porter yes. would love to talk I to you about that. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, you can go there. You can also see what we're going to watch next. Uh, you can subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You, you can go on YouTube, search YouTube. for No Not The Mind Probe on YouTube. Check it out. You will see the clip of No Not The Mind Probe first, but if you scroll down like a couple, you'll see us. Or you can go to at Mind Probe Show. That, that's our handle on YouTube. Um, and you can see uh, all the episodes are obviously on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And then we've started doing the video versions, I'd say, about in the last 10 or 15, something like that. So you can see all those. We'd love it if you subscribe. We have searched for as many possible ways to deliver this content to as few people. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, all five of you have a lot of options. So please do rate the shows. Uh, please do uh, pass them along to friends. And please do subscribe. We w- we really appreciate that. Do all those things. Do all those things. John, what do we have in store for next episode? We have a new doctor. Ooh. A new doctor. Can you believe it, folks? Believe we it. we uh, embark on the era of the 12th doctor. The great Peter Capaldi uh, has arrived uh, with a, I believe, an extra long. It's a little bit longer episode. Okay. Tib and Clara and the Paternoster gang is back. We'll uh, get to, um, uh, Jenny and Strax and Madame Bastra. Uh, in uh, the interestingly titled Deep Breath. And, um, uh, well, we'll talk about it together, but there's very um, clear conscious, clearly very conscious of the fact that people might be concerned that this is an older doctor, a big change from the younger doctors. So there's a lot, a lot going on in this episode. I've paired that with, uh, because it is set sort of in the, Victorian London uh, story in this sort of macabre story. So I've paired that with a fourth Doctor Leela classic, uh, The Talons of Wang Chiang. Now I have to, a little disclaimer here, and you'll see this, I believe, on the Brit box as well. Um, the Talents of Wang Chiang is a, is a very well-regarded story, but fortunately uh, it is a bit of a product of its time in that uh, there are a number of, of white British people playing Chinese people, uh, and mm, there is always a good, of, always what good. Is called yellow face. Now you got to remember, this was the seventies. Uh, Asian people were not invented until the early nineties. Uh, <laughs> so there were no, <laughs> there were no options. No, it is, uh, it is, it's not great. Uh, for the most part, the Chinese characters are smarter than the other characters, so it's kind of like in that sort of, I don't know, Mister Moto, Charlie Chan world of it's unfortunate that but they're not totally being i mean at least no one has giant you know buck front teeth and it's not totally awful but it's not great yeah so anyway just be aware that but this is like is your out. favorite story isn't it uh this is this is definitely one of my top stories i'm gonna be interesting to see how we rank it but this is definitely classic it's very funny it's robert holmes uh and the fourth doctor and leela uh, and the final Philip Hinchcliffe uh, story. So we got the, you know, I got that ahead. So it's time to embark on a new era of Doctor Who. I love it. I love new eras. I love the clothing <laughs> line new era. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love, I have a friend named Kara. He's a great, I love <laughs> really, her. Really stretching here. <laughs> wow. You just, um, just be just try to put yourself in the in the mindset of a 12 year old girl who's been in love with the doctor the 10th and 11th doctor and now a, an old grandfather is taking over and you got to be like i'm <laughs> kind of irascible grandfather yeah like i'm i'm in love with him too <laughs> mindprobe.show <laughs>